When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hello, my loves, my dear friends, my loyal listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to Not Basic Blonde podcast, to a new episode. And for those of you who follow me for a while, you guys probably know, but for some of you who are new to Not Basic Blonde podcast, I will just tell you about my background. So I was born in Mariupol, Ukraine, and as you know, there is so much going on in Ukraine right now, and honestly, I can say that I was really affected by all these events, and I still am because part of my family is still there and it's very confusing to all of us especially living in eastern part of Ukraine because I was born in Mariupol like I said and I've been always speaking Russian it was my first language my last name is Russian and 95% of people living in that part of Ukraine are mostly speaking Russian so with all of this going on there now, people are very confused and very sad and devastated. And also, all I can say that I will definitely do the separate episode on my intake on the whole situation. And I'll tell you guys more. But just to say, as of now, it's been really, really hard for me this past month. And I had to really pull myself together to produce this episode today. And... It's been a wild ride for me. So I also received so much support from you guys. And I'm very grateful and so thankful to you for all the warm DMs and messages and trying to help me. And as much support as I received, it was incredible. Honestly, I didn't even expect. And since I was expressing a lot of gratitude already for your support and all the love you guys provide me every day, I would like to say thank you so much for supporting Not Basic Blonde podcast as well. All your messages, all your DMs, all your feedback, all the reviews mean so much to me. And so far we have over 4 million downloads. It's all because of you. And I'm so glad and so grateful to you guys from bottom of my heart. So regarding today's episode, I have a very interesting guest today as well. Like I always have every week is different guest. Everyone has a very unique story. My guest today is Danielle Laporte, and 
we'll be talking about guide to creating goals with soul and heart-centered living. So Daniel is a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, entrepreneur. She's also the creator of the heart-centered membership and so much more. So today, Daniel and I will be talking about so many great life lessons and we'll be talking about how to, why rest is important to be effective, how can we brush off criticism, what is ego and how can we tame it, what to do if you want something to leave behind, if you want to let go of something, how can we review our past and use it to plan our future, what is courage and how can we tell if we are making wise decisions in critical moments, and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Danielle. So glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? I'm great. I've been I've been paying attention to all the people you've been interviewing. You're having some oh. great conversations. Yeah. I'm so glad. <laughs> you've done it all. Climbing the corporate ladder, directing a think tank, featuring in Forbes. Which accomplishments do you cherish the most? Which accomplishments do I cherish the, cherish the most? Um, my son, who's just turned 18, is kind. He's kind. And that is, I don't even feel like that's my accomplishment, but I have a good kid. I have a super healthy romantic partnership. I've got a great guy. I'm still friends with a lot of the people who used to work for me. So that's good. I'm sane and I'm here for it. And in this world, these times of upheaval, I feel like that's an accomplishment. I'm like, I'm still here to serve. Yeah. That's incredible. Family is the biggest and the most important part. And I'm so glad that your son and your loved one is the ones that actually giving you so much love and support and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and also we would love to know more about your career and how did you start it how did you become so successful that's a big question let me unpack I'm going to start from now okay so my main focus right now has everything to do with heart intelligence so I'm focused on you know the old question used to be what is it that you want to feel and that's great. And it's a, it's like an essential question. You want to feel connected. You want to feel supported. You want to feel love. Yes. I'm interested in a bigger question now, which is about like, what's the virtue that you want to embody? What's, what, what's the energy that you want to be all the time? Love, forgiving, compassion, all that. So all of that is the, the vehicle for that is my heart-centered facilitator program and my heart-centered membership and that so like working from now backwards that all is an evolution of me thinking me knowing there was a way for me to be of service to be more loving and to not be burned out so it started with it started in the days of wordpress really like I'm going to start writing about my journey and I'm going to be honest about my search and what I find. So I've always been really transparent, like here's the struggle, here's the victory. 
And then I've been really unapologetic about, like, I love the game of publishing. I love communication. And, you know, I got my first book deal. I've been consistent. I've showed up consistently. And I made lots of mistakes that usually had to do with my ego. Saying things I didn't want to say or doing a funnel campaign I didn't really want to do. And now I'm I'm a place that I do what I want to do in terms of tone and marketing strategy and how everything is priced and just that, you know, it used to be this gnawing question behind me. It's like, well, how can, how can everybody be invited or how can this, how can we make this thing more affordable? That's my way of having a heart centered business. So accessibility pricing. And I basically have done a lot of things that traditional marketing has told me not to do and it's working. It's, and it's, let me define working. It's working because I feel at peace. I feel happy about how I show up. I have like a healthy team and then the business is, is functioning. So I'm not obsessed with growth. I'm obsessed with presence. <laughs> yeah. That's the best part. And I love that you mentioned is like, you love the peace and the burnout is the worst part that can happen to us. It can um, take us off the track and put us behind. So sometimes we keep going in the fast pace and we are thinking that it will actually get us somewhere faster, but then it's only putting us behind because we burn out fast and then can really achieve our goal. And when we're in that mode, we have to kind of play this mind game with ourselves where, and I used to do this. I used to tell myself, if I rest, if I slow down, I'm going to get more done. And like, that's effective. That's kind of like the backdoor entry to like, you know, calming your nervous system down and being a healthy, sane person. But eventually we have to get to this point of rest is joy. Rest is essential. Rest is sanity. Like Rest is a healthy life. You're not slowing down so that you can speed up later. This is part of like being a balanced human being. There's winter and there's summer. There's time to slow down and there's time to rock uh, instead of always pushing. You know, the pushing is, I mean, well, you mentioned burnout. It's killing us, killing our relationships. It's too hard on our bodies. And then we can't attend to everything in the world that needs our love and attention, whether it's what's going on in Ukraine or a friend who needs us or a staff that needs to be checked in with or, you know, the elderly couple in your building. I agree. It took me two months last time to get over my burnout because I was going so fast and then I was doing everything and anything. And then I came to the point where I had no desire to do anything. I just wanted to be still. And actually, I listened to my body, like before not even knowing and before doing internal work, I would be actually pushing myself more and more and trying to say to myself that, no, it's just like I'm faking it. That's not true feelings. But since I've done so much internal work and since I already had I've read so many self-development books and et cetera. I knew that if my body's asking for this, I have to give it to because it will actually help me to thrive and help me to achieve bigger goals if I just stay still if I need to. 
What did you, did you hit the wall? Like what happened? I was just, I didn't want to do anything. Like I had no energy and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like I had kind of like blank moment. I had like no creative ideas and I was like, I felt stuck. And I was like, if I feel like this, I need to give myself a break. If I don't want to do anything, I will just not. So I basically did very minimal from what I usually do very a few days, like around a week or two. And then I, I got uh, getting, I mean, I started getting better ideas and I started getting like they say my juice is flowing so i actually started thriving but yeah, yeah. i did hit like a wall a blank moment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can you imagine what your life would be like if you had no ambition no because i'm very ambitious since mm -hmm. i was a child and i've been like going i never settled for just a little I need a lot. I don't go for small. I go for big, like go big or go home. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's my problem, but sometimes it's actually my win because, you know, if I would go for small, I would probably stay at that level. But because I like to go big, I right. actually get there. <laughs> so this is a great point, which is, so you've got this ambition. It feels like it's this natural part of who you are. The fact that you're saying, you know, you've been this way since you're a child, like that's like that, that, you know, that seed in you. And sometimes, and, and you say sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And I think the trick, the, the mastery here is about using our natural capacities and inclinations for the right reasons. So it's like, you're ambitious. You use your, so let's say you're going to use your ambition. I'm going to put some, I'm going to lay this on you if I just can't remember. Okay. So you're going to use your ambition because it makes you feel more expanded. You feel more alive. It's like, it's a form of wellness for you. That's one level. And you're going to point it in the direction of ideally of goodwill, right? We get lit up to give is to receive. Like we're all in this together, right? Okay. Or, so that's like natural capacity, just double rightness. Or you can use your ambition, and that's, you know, part of your deep in your psyche, to um, prove to others that you're worthy, to finally fill that hole in your soul from external validation. You could use your ambition to just take from the system. So we have, we all have like these virtues. So let's say ambition is a virtue for you and you use it on behalf of goodness and it will expand you and you will find, you will be supported or you can use that same so-called virtue and it will crush you. I agree. Sometimes we feel ambitious or we just like being over ambitious because we're trying to prove something to someone. Yeah. It it does work in that way like some people do that because they felt so small or they were just abused or they were just bullied before and they want to prove something to someone but it's mm -hmm. like some kind of feels like a toxic ambition but the good ambition actually gets you far i guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, life will show, life will show up to support the higher vibe pursuits. How can we avoid criticism? I mean, not avoid, but not to feel upset when someone, I guess, given the critique about us. Probably can't, but you can be more at peace with what comes your way. I don't read my book reviews anymore. I don't, I don't read podcast reviews. I mean, sometimes it's great. I get an outstanding something and someone on my team will send it to me and it's great. Of course, I take that in. But I can't let the criticism or the high praise change how I show up. Like I've got to keep doing what I'm doing and be as transparent and you know committed as possible. Um, Eckhart Tolle <laughs> said I was in an event with him and he let us know that he doesn't read his book reviews on Amazon. And I was like, what? You know, like here's this enlightened guy who feels thrown off center when he gets a bad review out of thousands of reviews on Amazon. He sold millions of copies of books. And he said that that negativity created this stick. It had this stickiness to it that sat in his consciousness. And so he didn't, he didn't go there. You can't avoid criticism. If you are being authentic and you're really here to make a difference, there's going to be some pushback. There's going to be some tension which I like to think of as like creative tension. You just gotta, you gotta keep being radiant. So it's, it's part of being whole. You're gonna get criticized. By the way, you're probably gonna feel some guilt and you don't have to go looking for criticism. So what like the wounded self will do, the part of you that's telling you the story that you're separate and you're not worthy and all of that is the wounded self is gonna look for validation that it deserves to feel not great. Um, the ego is going to look for evidence that it's not worthy. And so sometimes we will like almost obsessively seek out criticism or we'll go, we'll engage with that kind of troll, ridiculous culture. Yeah, don't go looking for it. In my opinion, I'm not afraid of criticism. And I feel like if people doing it, like, okay, I'll take it as far as like, thank you for bringing that up or thank you for sharing your opinion and but it's up to me to accept it or not it's up to me to get upset over it or not so i'm just like somebody says something really bad just brush it off and keep going because it's really not my opinion it's really not what i think about myself it's just their opinion and they go based on their internal whatever is going on with them so it's just like no, really. Try not to care. <laughs> Try not to care. But I think I think we there's a level where it's like y- you can be in that place because like, you know, it seems to me like, you know who you are and you know why you're here and you're connected to that ambition that's, you know, in your spirit. If you're if you don't, if you're not centered in that way, it can be it can be crushing, you know, but yeah, we're all going for how you're able to roll with it, which is, it's your opinion. I'm really clear who I am. You keep going. And it's, it's pretty tricky in this, these days of cancel culture. And we've got a lot of people who are very afraid to be who they truly are. That's like a tragedy of the human spirit. 
Yeah, you're so right. It is tricky right now because some people get hurt by it deeply and there are even more so many suicides, especially like high school kids and all that who are bullied and they take it too close to their hearts. So they just don't know what to do with it and they just get very sad and they think it's the end of the world for them. So yeah, it's it's very tricky criticism, but as soon as you build your self-confidence and your stamina i guess that's that it doesn't matter to you but it's like they say people who are public figures and the ones are in media and you know they have thick skin they have to because you get so many people and so many opinions around you so you pay attention to everyone i mean you just will cry all day i guess because so many mean people well can we talk about this idea around thick skin Okay. Yeah, sure. So, so I'm able to not get too distracted by other people's opinions. Although I'm, I can also admit like sometimes that, that stickiness, like Eckhart describes it, it's a drag, right? Um, and, and I don't, I'm not trying to be tougher anymore. So I used to feel like it was about being bolder and sucking it up and just and being really clear, well, they think that and they're this because they think that about me or whatever. And it was making me uh, brittle. And it was just a way like I was just pushing down what was really going on. And what I know to be true now is that, I mean, really what we're talking about right now is resilience, which is really one of the most essential tools you need right now, <laughs> what's going on in the world. And resilience is a is a is a quality of the heart it has to do with being open so now you know my experience on social media is I can say one thing and you get all this praise you get all these votes in your dms and I can say something in opposition to that and I get all this praise I can say the one thing I get all this Chris it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter because everybody is projecting their pain wherever they think they can put it. And instead of me now being in this place of I'm tough, I'm tough enough, I'm tough enough to take this. I actually am in a practice where I just move into being softer. So and sometimes me being more gentle in that moment of just me saying, oh, that that's a drag. That's a little bit hurtful. And most often I don't feel that I just get soft with what's just occurred. Um, and I can see the other person's pain and I start and things start to cross my mind. Like why, who treated her like that, that she's going to talk to a stranger and use that kind of language. Like this woman is hurting. So resiliency for me has everything to do with being open and inclusive about what's going on for me what's going on for the other person yeah yeah I think also that way too when somebody is saying something nasty it's just probably I honestly try to feel sorry about them because yeah. I just think that something really bad happened to them that they have to say something like that to someone so I just really appreciate them for sharing their feelings and I just thank them for their mm -hmm expressing their emotions but you know I try not to take it close to I, I don't take it on myself because mm -hmm. I think it's on them the big part 
that prevents us from our success is our ego. What is ego in your understanding and how do we tame it? Mm. Uh, well, the ego is just, it's a, it's a, it's a way of thinking. That's it. And I think, you know, in the self-help space, we have this idea that the ego is like this personality thing that sits outside of ourself or ego is about arrogance and aggrandizement. And, you know, it's, it's all the too big for your britches kind of conversation, but the ego is also, it has a whole, this whole other kind of conversation of like, you're not worthy and you should shrink and you're not, and you know, your, your opinion doesn't matter. And so I think of the ego, instead of it being a thing, I think of it more as a verb. So it's like, you can say I'm being loving and we all know what being, you know, loving feels like that experience. Uh, or you can say I'm egoing. It's like, I'm being divisive. I'm being hypercritical of myself. I'm being judgmental of somebody else. And when we approach it that way, it's like, it's just a way that we behave. Then we don't, it's, it isn't so much about taming your ego. It's like, you love your arrogance. You love your insecurity. Just say like, I am, I'm the parent here of my thoughts and my emotions. And as a parent, I have enough love for all of my ego ridiculousness. So it's about a gentle approach. If you are not, if you, if you get into combat mode with your ego, it's just going to get louder. If you don't pay attention to your insecurities or your greed or all those things you're trying to manipulate, it's just going to start to bang on your psyche until you wake up. And it's going to bang in the form of like anxiety or bankruptcy or a surprise blindsiding something until you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to be kind to all parts of myself. I love how you explain it. It totally makes sense. Yeah. What do we do if we want to leave something behind and we want to let it go, but we are unable to do it? What's the best way to do it? I think the dynamic here is similar to the relationship with the ego. So instead of trying to push your ego away, you get softer with it. I think nothing is going to leave you. You can't let anything go until you, until you bless it. Really. You've got to find some reason to be grateful for whatever it is that you want to kick to the curb. So it's like, it could be a toxic relationship. It could be some form of addiction that you have. It could be the, like the job that you don't want and how we've been trained in this motivational space. It's just like, I let go, I cut cords, peace out, I'm moving on. That's all part of it, but that's not the whole part. <laughs> so it's like, if you're letting something go with that energy of like, I'm out or I'm good riddance, like you can hear the, the emotional charge in that. And it's that emotional charge. It's like, it keeps it stuck to your shoe. It's still like on this mind loop for you. So you can't push it away. You have to say, whether it's the relationship or the addiction, thanks for everything that you taught me. I'm stronger, I'm clearer, I'm more resilient. Maybe there's actual more direct things you can thank the person or the situation for. You've been love me, lovely. You, We have a great child together. We made lots of money on that project, whatever it is. And then peace out. And you, you do it peacefully. It's like, you don't say, don't come back again. It's just like, 
Thank you. I bless you. I release you. And you can get really refined and nuanced with this. It's not even like I'm out of here and I'm letting you go. It's like you created that relationship. You created all those situations that you want to get rid of now. So you let them go. It's not a pushing away. It's bless, release, onward. Yeah, what I do, like I usually forgive, like I don't do in forgiveness statement. And mm -hmm. of course, appreciate for everything I learned and for all the best moments I've had. And forgiving, not thinking and not accepting that it was okay that the person did, but just forgiving that, you know, it's a kind of forgiving for all of this and just moving on forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, forgiveness is the call. That's it. I think it's the answer to all the shit we're in right now. I think everything we're going through from health stuff to war, all of it, the divine is saying like, here's all these opportunities to forgive. It's the only way forward. Anybody, anybody, anybody up for this? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, what is courage according to you? Well, you know, the French, the, the French definition of courage is it's, it comes from the heart, right? Courage, the word encore. And I think it's, I mean, I'd like to get to a place where I don't even feel the need for courage. I'm just like accepting what is. Um, but I think courage is a commitment that you are going to follow the direction, the course of your heart. And um, I think you cultivate it by giving yourself a break. So like this is another example of, you know, what we, I think the answer is so counter to what we've been taught culturally. Like we're taught like courage is about sucking it up and plowing on. I think courage is about, um, we're gentle and accepting with ourselves about like what our interior experience is. And then that fuels us to go do what needs to be done. And sometimes that means being in opposition. It means you speak, even if your knees are shaking, you are, you are willing to be in your truth. If it means losing your job, like you don't know where the next, uh, job or relationship or opportunity is coming from but you've been kind with yourself you've been still enough to know what like higher guidance your heart or spirit is telling you you bring it into form put it into policy you speak and courage looks different for everybody this is another thing i you know i've been really noticing this in our social media spaces you know where there's so much criticism going on. This goes back to everybody just looking for a place to put their pain. I see a lot of criticism happening, of course, for people who are speaking up about their different opinions on things, you know, and then the response to that is cancel. But now we also have this like almost this opposite motivation for canceling people. It's like you aren't speaking out. I'm seeing these very verbal people on social going after you know, so-called influencers and saying, you know, 
you will be life is going to account for your silence in the end. I just want to say, like, here you are talking about this message of unity, and you are canceling someone for their silence in a culture where it's terrifying for lots of people to speak up. And we need to take into consideration that some people could be in their deepest, highest wisdom, being guided by like their life to just be quiet, let things play out. And we don't know how, I don't know how, you know, beyond your platform and these conversations you have with people, I don't know how you're contributing to the world. I'm just going to assume for the best. Yeah, I agree. Especially, I mean, not everyone has courage to speak. Maybe some people do, some people don't, but you can't just like push someone into something or just like pressure someone to do the, something they don't want to do. So yeah. it's very, you know, disturbing. Yeah, it's disturbing. Crossing boundaries for someone's freedom, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2022. Yes. How can we tell that we are making a wise decision in the critical moments of our lives? Um, I can say just about myself. I like now I'm 33 and now I finally started trusting my gut because before I was very like indecisive. I would just thought and I would just think that someone else has better opinion and knows better about some situation that I try to decide for myself. But now when I do something and I don't do something when it doesn't feel right, when I have strong feeling inside, like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, I totally don't. And I don't do it, like, even going, like, for example, saying today, I don't want to do this, such and such. I want to do it tomorrow. And it works out better, actually, tomorrow than I would want to do it today. So I finally started trusting my gut. But before, I never was, but it took me a really long time to trust it because like <laughs> before I just thought it's just my opinion. Maybe it's a, it's a wrong opinion. Mm. Well, yeah, it's trial and error, isn't it? Right. So it's like, I think we, we ignore our instincts at our peril. Then the heart keeps rewarding us. Like when we, it's like intuition as a muscle, you use it or you can lose it. And I think the more we refer to ourselves, our inner guidance, the easier that voice gets to hear. It's like, it's like, okay, you're listening to me. You, we're in a relationship with our, in, our intuitive capacity with our heart. And it's just like a friend, like, oh, you're listening. I'm going to keep showing up and I'm going to bring a better idea. And I'm going to give you clear direction. And, oh, you keep listening. Oh, here's another synchronicity for you. Here's a sign. It just gets it gets easier. We're in relationship. And just like any relationship, you ignore it. It's going to, it's going to not show up for dinner. What is compassion and how can we tap into the power? Compassion is mercy and mercy is, I think it's that wish that you want it to be easier for someone. It's like, you know, my prayer is that you get let off the hook for all this stuff. My prayer is, you know, even though you probably need to go through all those initiations and these hoops, my prayer is like, it's just easier for you, mercy for you. 
I think uh, compassion is about an awareness that we're all one, like we're connected, we're all from the same source. And so I want it to be easier for you. Your happiness is my happiness. I think it's the medicine. It's the medicine. It's the golden rule, isn't it? Like do unto others as you would have done unto you. Don't you want a break? Don't you think you deserve a break? A bit of mercy? Don't you want that? Could you want that? Find that place in yourself where you want that for somebody else. And then find that place in yourself where you want that for somebody who you're having a tough time with, your so-called enemies. And then you just extend from there. And I think compassion is the answer for a lot of things. Like I want to build a book campaign that has compassion built into it. And that's like a pretty big lofty thing to say, but you set those high intentions and then good ideas come to mind. It's like, oh, maybe we have accessibility pricing. Maybe we do this different kind of tour. Maybe like a compassionate business looks like this. A compassionate romantic relationship looks like this. Compassionate parenting and so on and so on. What's the easiest way to heal our strained relationships? Compassion. The easiest way to heal our strained relationships is I think you just, you have to have the intention to want to heal it, (laughs) right? So it's like, I think a lot of us think, especially when you get into this conversation around forgiveness, people think, well, I don't think I can forgive them. And then you start to question yourself. Like, you know, you're a good person. You know, you've got lots of love in your being. You think, I don't know if I'm capable. Wait a second. I don't even know if I want to forgive them because of like, this kind of domino effect that forgiveness has all these things are going to change when you finally let someone off the hook. And so I think you just begin with like, yes, I am clear. I would actually like this to be over with. I would actually like resolution. And then, you know, your energy starts to shift. Yeah. I would like resolution. I would like to not have this pain in my life anymore. I would like reconciliation. I would like for there to be harmony. Just be in that. And then if you don't know how to get there, if you don't know how to say, I'm sorry, or please forgive me or whatever it is, then you can just ask for guidance. Like, you know, you're going to ask your heart and your soul, or you're going to ask Holy Spirit, whatever, wherever you go, or you're going to ask your life coach or your shrink or your shaman, help me forgive. Like, I think it would be amazing if we all walked into therapy And instead of saying, I want to figure out how to deal with my mother-in-law, we said, I want to figure out how to forgive my mother-in-law. And in that process, you will deal with your mother-in-law. You're going to see all her crap and you're going to see all your crap. But the, the aim is always, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I personally have done a lot of therapy and I've wrote lists of people. I mean, they were not long lists, but I had some people who I had to forgive. And I noticed magic after forgiveness. When you forgive, you set yourself free, but then those people start acting so nicely to you and they magically change. And I was like, wow why is this person changed? But then I remember that I've done all this work to, you know, forgive the person. 
that's a powerful revelation, right? So it's like, forgiveness is this natural high. Every time I have a conversation about forgiveness, somebody tells me this story, like, I got over it and it was amazing. I felt so lit up and so powerful. And there's that. And then there's, it seems like miraculous. It's like, why did they change? You don't even have to say anything to the other person. Your behavior, you might not even interact with them. And something gets resolved. And it's like, we're all just energetic beings, highly interconnected. And what you choose to think and how you choose to love and be committed has an effect on everybody. It's like you heal you and you become a healer for other people. It does. It's such a great statement. And also, where can our listeners find you? Your social handles? What services do you provide? Do you offer any courses? Mm, I'm everywhere. You know, I'm everywhere. So, daniellaport.com. Same for Instagram and Facebook. I have my heart centered membership, which is for individuals. It's sort of this monthly focus on spiritual practices. And I have my heart centered facilitator program where we have this curriculum for coaches and facilitators and yoga teachers and HR directors, where you can host conversations or workshops around unity and forgiveness and inner child work. And it's really beautiful stuff. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Danielle, for being my guest. Thank you for such an amazing conversation and sharing your wisdom. Mm, thank you and love to your family russia ukraine that was all for today guys i hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as i did not basic blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every tuesday and thursday to support the show tag nbb podcast on your instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on instagram as well at not basic blonde underscore or nbb podcast and if you haven't Subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.